The Joel Com Show, Episode 4. Launch sequence activated. It's the Joel Com Show, featuring internet pioneer, New York Times best-selling author, and international speaker, Joel Com. Helping you grow your business, live life today, and do good stuff. Now here's the man who has reached millions of people with his books, training, and websites. Your host, Joel Kahn. In September of 2010, I was 225 pounds, wore a size 40 jean that was tight. Six months later, 170 pounds with a 32-inch waist. I'm going to tell you how I did it. Also today on the show, I'm leaving social media. Well, kind of. Sorta wrote about it on my blog and created a bit of a stir. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. Also, I'm curious, how did you and I first get acquainted with one another? All this and more on episode four of the Joel Com Show. I'm glad you're here. What's hot right now? Here's Joel with his latest thoughts and opinions. And welcome, hello, willkommen, bonjour, bonjourno, and all the other foreign languages that I really don't know. Welcome, I'm glad you're here today, and it's going to be a fun show. Got a lot of really cool stuff going on, and I am energized. It's been a fantastic week. I have had the opportunity to interact and engage with so many incredible people, both old friends and new, um, and that's what social is really all about and that's what business is really all about plus I'm excited about the reception that the show is receiving it turns out a lot of you are subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and the feedback and reviews I'm getting are fantastic if you're listening for the first time and you haven't yet subscribed then I hope you enjoy the show and go to iTunes and click that subscribe button and by the magic of podcasting. When a new show is uploaded, it will transmit through the fiber optic cables of the internets and find its way to your computer or your handheld device where you merely need to push play and you will receive the latest podcast from my home here in beautiful Colorado. Anyway, I really appreciate it. Some really cool things happening this week. You're probably familiar with Tom's Shoes. Well, I've actually become a paid ambassador of Tom's, not because they're paying me, but because I believe in the mission of what they're doing. Over the past six or seven years, through their one-for-one -one campaign, Tom's Shoes has given away over 10 million pairs of shoes to needy children in third world countries. That's 10 million. That's a lot of shoes. You may or may not know that every time you purchase a pair of Tom's shoes, they donate a pair. I went out and got some myself this week. And what they're doing now is they're bringing the campaign home to the United States, where there are plenty of needy children that also are in need of shoes. And over the period of the next year and a few months, they intend to give away one million pairs of shoes to needy children in the US. If you go to my blog at joelcom.com and just search for Tom's, you'll find my article about it and I would encourage you 
to support that as well. Also, I'm really interested in discovering how you and I first connected. Now, this might be your very first engagement with me listening to this podcast, and that's great because I want to know about that as well. But if you'll go to my blog at joelcom.com forward slash blog, you'll see over the last week I wrote an entry called How Did We Meet? And there's so many different ways that we could have met. You might have known me from back in 1995 when I launched my first website, worldvillage.com. Or perhaps you played on Yahoo Games. Maybe we first became acquainted through one of my books, The AdSense Code or Twitter Power or Kaching. Or maybe you first heard of me speaking in a live event or from one of my iPhone applications like iFart Mobile. Whichever it was, if you'd be kind enough to go to my blog and join the hundreds who have already engaged with me and told me how they first heard of me or met me, if you've had the chance to meet me in person, or rather I should say if I had the privilege of meeting you in person, I'd like to know where and when that was and tell me a little bit, share with me. So again, if you go to my blog at joelcom.com forward slash blog and just look for the entry titled, How Did We Meet? and you can engage with me there. And before we get into the meat of today's broadcast, how would you like to be on this podcast? Well, I'm inviting you to have the opportunity to do so, and here's how you do it. If you go to my blog and you look on the right side, you'll see a little tab pop up that says, give me feedback or voicemail. It's an opportunity for you to click and do a quick recording where you can leave me feedback or ask me a question. For example, you might say, my name is Bob Smith of www.iruletheworld.com and I've got a question for you, Joel, and then ask the question. This is an opportunity for you to perhaps appear on my show and get your website out in front of all my listeners. So go to my blog and click on the right side where you can send me a voicemail. Keep it brief and maybe you'll be on the show. And I think that would be pretty cool both for you and me. What's up next? I'm gonna tell you how I dropped 50 pounds in a very short period of time and hopefully encourage you to tackle some big goal that you have in your life. It's coming up next, stick around. Hey, Sean Duperin here. You're joining me in listening to The Joel Com Show. Let this business pioneer make your day. This, this is, is not, not a drill. Created with your own set of passions, talents, skills, abilities, and personality, you bring unique value to the world. Here's Joel with something that will encourage and help you in your business and your life. So here's something about me that you might not know. I have a sweet tooth the size of Rhode Island. <laughs> I like cookies and candies and cakes and ice cream and all that good stuff that's bad for you. I like carbohydrates, the pastas and the fried foods. Give me a good burger and fries from Five Guys and I am in heaven. And if you've been to Five Guys Burgers and Fries, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But in late 2010, I got a look at a video of myself on stage and I was wearing black, and it was a good thing because black is slimming, but even this black could not hide the fact that my stomach was leading the way. It was like 
Joel is walking into the room. His stomach will be here first, and the rest of him will be soon behind. I was 225 pounds, and as a 5'10 male, that was heavy for me. In fact, I was wearing size 40 pants, and they were tight. I knew that something had to change. And so I set out to lose weight and to get fit. And what I did is I launched a website called projectfit.tv. And the site was launched so that I could go public with my campaign to lose weight and get fit, but not because I needed the accountability. While that was certainly there, but my real hope was that I would encourage and inspire others that also wanted to lose weight and get fit. You see, from the moment I decided that I was going to lose weight, I knew that I would. And this is a huge key, and not just for weight loss, but for any big decisions that you want to make in your life, any changes, any resolutions that you want to make. You can't try to lose weight. You can't try to become active. You can't try to quit smoking. You have to decide that you're going to do it. At the moment that the decision takes place, it's as good as done. And I believe the reason that people fail in following through on New Year's resolutions or any decisions throughout the year to make significant change is because they don't want to make that change enough to give up what they have to give up in order for that change to take place. Or as my friend Jack Zufelt says, it needs to be a core desire. If it doesn't come from the very core of your motivation and of who you are, you're setting yourself up for failure. So in September 2010, I decided that I would lose weight and I knew that I would. Now, there's a lot of different weight loss and diet and fitness plans out there. I chose none of them. In fact, the weight loss plan that I chose, I call the Joel Com plan. <laughs> Look, there are so many different diet plans out there and so many different recommendations for what kind of fitness, what kind of activity you should participate in to lose weight. And... I did what was best for me, and I'm going to encourage you to do the same. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't an uh, exercise guru that you shouldn't follow. There could be one that really resonates with you, so I would encourage you to follow that person. I'm not saying the California Beach Diet or the Atkins Diet isn't right for you. It might be. The important thing is that you find what works for you. Let me tell you what worked for me. Many of the experts say that you're supposed to have breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Well, that was just not going to work for me. Do you mean to tell me I'm going to have my biggest meal first thing in the morning and then throughout the rest of the day I'm going to eat less and less? Forget about it. Not going to cut it with Joel. Mm-mm. Not going to happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I love breakfast. Bacon. Eggs potatoes, muffin, biscuit, pancakes, waffles, French toast with lots of butter and syrup. Oh my gosh, forget about it. You're playing my song. But the way my metabolism is, I'm not that hungry first thing in the morning. I can go without 
quote unquote, the most important meal of the day. And so what I chose to do was have a meal replacement drink. Now, there are a lot of these out there, and I've tried a bunch of them. I found one when I began this program that I liked, and to this very day, three years later, I still take the same meal replacement drink every morning, almost without fail. It's called Shakeology. It comes from Team Beachbody. Now, they're actually a network marketing organization, and I'm not really active in promoting their products, but so many people ask me about it that I do have a page set up, and it's at teambeachbody.com forward slash joelcom. That's simple to get there. You need to be connected to somebody to purchase it from them. So when you're at that page at teambeachbody.com forward slash joelcom, Click the shop link at the top, and then you'll see Shakeology. Now, it's a bag of powder, and it says on the bag, like a trip to the salad bar with five plates. I mean, this thing has everything in it. It's got your vitamins and your minerals and your nutrients, your amino acids, your um, enzymes for digestive herbs, fruits, veggies, all kinds of stuff. You look at the bag and you're like, oh my gosh, they really did pack everything in here. You take one scoop of it. I prefer the chocolate, though they have strawberry as well. You take a scoop, I put it in water, I shake it up and I drink it. It tastes as good as Nestle Quick. I like it a lot and that covers me for the morning. Now, what do I do at lunchtime? Well, it varies. On some days, I would have something as simple as soup and salad. Try to stay away from the creamy dressings, although I do like Caesar salads. But on many days, I would just eat something like a Power Bar. I like Power Crunch. Uh, I also like Balance Bars. I prefer the chocolate, the fudge, the chocolate chip, the cookie dough flavors. And it's like a glorified cookie, but it's stuffed with more protein and nutrients. And then I will have half of a dark chocolate bar. And by dark, I mean it needs to be at least 70% cocoa content because once you get 70% and up in your dark chocolate, you're actually eating chocolate that is healthy for you. They have very high antioxidant content that's good for fighting off bacteria and, and virus. And so I would eat a half of one of these large bars every day. If I found myself getting hungry in the middle of the afternoon, that's a good time to find some cashews or walnuts or pecans, something just to satiate a little bit until my dinner meal. And at dinner, then I would eat my largest meal of the day, something that I would enjoy more, perhaps some tacos, maybe leave the chips and salsa on the side. Uh, I might even have a hamburger, but instead of fries, a salad, maybe some fruit, just trying to keep the garbage out of my diet during the time I seek to lose weight. And I found myself feeling better and better as I did this. Now, did I swear off all sweets? Nope. About once a week, I would go to Cold Stone Creamery or my favorite frozen yogurt place and get a big old ice cream with whatever I wanted in it to be able to um, reward myself for having done a good job of sticking with it. I'll tell you, the less garbage I ate, the better I felt, and I supplemented all this with my exercise routine. So what did you do, Joel? Did you go out and run five miles a day? Did you work out with weights for an hour a day? Did you just, did you do the Tybo or did you do the P90X and just wear yourself out until buckets of sweat are dripping from your body? No. 
I didn't do any of that. You know what I did? I walked. <laughs> That's it. Every day, I would get out for an hour, sometimes up to two hours, and walk at a decent clip. It was exercise, no more than four miles per hour, so 15-minute miles, but I would walk. I would get outside in the fresh air when the weather was nice or jump on the treadmill if it was raining or snowing, and without fail, I would walk. I'd put on my iPod and listen to good teaching or podcasts or music, or I would talk to friends or family on the phone while I walked, and the time would just pass amazingly quick. This is how I dropped 55 pounds, actually, in a matter of five months. There's a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash joelcom, and the featured video is how I lost 55 pounds, and it shows some images of my... Um, my treadmill and the Shakeology that I would drink, the food I would eat, and there's also some videos with visits to my doctor. Anyway, my blood pressure came into a healthy zone, my cholesterol was in a healthy zone, and I felt better overall. If I can do this after years of being overweight and being addicted to the wrong foods, and being sedentary in front of my computer so much of the time, you can do this too. The question is, how badly do you want it? How badly do you want to lose weight? How badly do you want to quit smoking? How badly do you want to break whatever the addiction is that you have? How badly do you want to make change in your life? Well, here's how it works. We are pain averse. And when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing things up. That's typically when we change. Well, you don't have to wait for the pain to occur. You can make a decision and you are fully empowered. There is nobody making you smoke that cigarette. There is nobody making you drink that alcohol. There is nobody making you watch hours on end of South Park. Now, none of those things on their own are inherently evil, and because you're a free person, you get to choose what it is you want to do. But if you're struggling with any of these things, as I struggled with my weight, it starts with a decision. You're the boss. You decide what you're going to do. And once you make that decision, see yourself as having accomplished that goal, and you are already on your way there. Engaged. And now, here's Joel with today's featured story. If you're wondering about any of the links that I bring up in the Joel Com show, then be sure to go to my blog, joelcom.com, click podcast, and select the show that you're hearing, and you'll find the links in the show notes. Isn't that convenient? Yeah, I think so too. So you may have heard that I'm leaving social media or so went the title of a blog entry that I wrote just a week or so ago. I gotta say it created quite a stir and it ended up being my most popular blog entry of the year. There's been over 500 shares on Facebook, hundreds of tweets, Google Pluses, and a ton of comments and feedback, largely very positive. And there was a point to the article because, as you already know, 
I'm not leaving social media. As it turned out, I left for about an hour. <laughs> but there was a point to my article. And there was actually two points that I wanted to make. One was to consider the negative aspects of social media and the things that I struggle with that are prevalent in the social space. For example, the fact that the social space is controlled by the big boys, Facebook, Twitter, Google, LinkedIn, Pinterest, they are all getting us to provide as much personal information as they possibly can so that they can market to us. Now, I'm a marketer, there's nothing wrong with marketing, and privacy controls do exist, but let's face it, these sites know a lot about you and me. That's a negative. There's also a lot of noise in the social space. I have 78,000 followers on Twitter, but I wonder how many of those are either expired or fake accounts? How many people contact you on social media and immediately try to sell you something even though you ha haven't heard of them? How many times have you gone on Facebook to see an endless parade of sayings, quotes, and pictures of people's children and of their cats? There's all this data that's going by that is seemingly irrelevant and the noise ratio continues to increase. That's a negative. One of the greater concerns I've got with social media is how easy it is for people to be rude to one another. People put down other people. They can be mean. They're insulting. And there's something in the mentality of the culture that is being raised on social media that says, I'm the most important person in the world. And if you don't think the way I think, I'm going to verbally abuse you. And it doesn't matter if it's one of the biggies like politics or religion or even if it's about a celebrity or lifestyle or some current event, a lot of people are desensitized and it seems like the milk of human kindness has begun to run dry. So that's a negative. Then we've got people who post things online with no thought of the future. There's things that you do not want out there forever, especially if you're going to be looking for a job, right? Or perhaps a future relationship would be at stake because of something that you posted online. It seems to me there is a severe lack of discernment, common sense. You don't want what you post now to haunt you in the future. And that can be a real negative. Another negative that I see is people are using social media for business. That's not a negative in and of itself, but everybody calls themselves a social media expert. Now, I use the phrase on my blog as a search term because I know people are looking for that. But let's face it, everyone and their brother, sister, grandmother, and their grandmother's dog now call themselves a social media expert. It's so diluted that we don't even really know what it means anymore. Just because you have a Facebook page and a WordPress blog, you're not a social media expert. This is why I myself prefer the phrase that I termed new media marketing strategist. I feel like it covers a lot more ground. And of course, one more negative is all the spam that's out there. So many people treating the social space as a billboard to sell their stuff. This completely goes against the like me, know me, trust me precepts 
of any kind of marketing, whether it's a product, service, a philosophy, what have you, got to go through that process in order to open up the door for a real transaction to take place. So in my blog entry, I'm leaving social media, I detailed some of these negatives. But then I talked about the reasons that I'm pulled back to social media again and again. I love the way that social media has reconnected me with old friends and with family members and the way I've met so many new people through Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, right? There are so many positive relationships that come as a result of being engaged in the dialogue in the social space. And if I did pull away, what am I going to miss? What about all the friends and family that are sharing their pictures, information about their kids, or perhaps the hard times that are coming about in their lives that they want to share? I would miss that interaction. And if I pulled away from the social space completely, it would feel like I'm removing myself from the dialogue, from the conversation, stepping away from the water cooler and not being in the know. I don't really refer to the news sites for news. I trust social media to first provide me with that information, and then I check my sources to see if what I'm reading is legitimate. And I confess, sometimes I blow it, and I'll share or repost something that I then discover is not accurate, and a friend will always point me to Snopes.com and remind me that I should do my research first. I guess that's all part of being a flawed human being. So I'll do that as well. And then where would I be without all the nonsense posts? Maybe I need that inspirational quote. Maybe it's posted at the right time to give me the pick-me-up that I really need in my day. What if I like the pictures of cats with the funny sayings? Where would I be without the good laugh or without the video from YouTube that shows me the latest walk-off-the-earth music video? By the way, if you haven't seen that, group yet. They're really amazing. Go to YouTube and search for Walk Off the Earth. One of my favorite is the uh, Little Boxes song that they did. Anyhow, I digress, as I so often do. The bottom line is escaping social media is something that I really don't want to do. I enjoy the conversation, even with all the downsides and all the negatives. Now, Sometime in the future, I might leave for good. You might as well. But that time is not yet. I'm hoping that what we'll see is a return to decency and kindness, not just in the little circle that you're in, but on a more widespread basis, that people will have greater respect for one another, that people will stop spamming their products and services because they'll see that it's actually counterproductive to what they're trying to accomplish and that the true intent of social media to bring us closer together to network whether for personal relationships or for our business will come to fruition and we'll see a maturity in the space I'm holding out hope and I'm not leaving social media mission complete And here we are, wrapping up episode four of the Joel Com Show. Next week, as long as we've been talking social media, what is the proper use of the social sites? 
I frequently get questions, people asking me, how often should I tweet? How often do I post on Facebook? Do I need to be on all the sites? Next week, I am gonna help remove the shackles and I'm gonna provide freedom from the beast of social media without actually having to leave the social media space. You know, if you've got some feedback and you have some questions, again, you can go to my blog and you can either leave me audio feedback or question or just leave comments on the post with this podcast entry. Of course, I would love it if you would review this podcast on iTunes. Just search for Joel Com. I'm the only one out there. Wherever it is you look for me, I'm the guy that you're going to find. And if you like the show, how about tell your friends, tell one, tell two, Facebook, share it to everybody in the world. Let them know that I'm here because I want to do good stuff and have a positive impact on you. Lots more coming up in the weeks to come. Thanks again for being here with me. And remember, do good stuff. Thanks for joining us for the Joel Com Show. We hope you've learned something new and that you are inspired to grow personally and professionally. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and to share it with others. For more from Joel Com, visit www.joelcom.com. And until next time, do good stuff. This podcast is copyright Joel Com Inc. All rights reserved worldwide.